This episode is made possible by the Community Radio Fund of Canada's Radio Meters program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, my name is Liam. I'm joined by Will and Juan. Hello. Hello. Um, to begin with, the UBC Film Society would like to begin by expressing immense gratitude to the Musqueam people, on whose traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory we operate as a club and gather today to record this episode of The Real World. Um, we invite you to reflect on the land on which you reside and who that land belongs to. We encourage you to also consider the representation or lack thereof of Indigenous peoples in the films you watch at or outside of our events. Um, so, as I said, welcome back to the real world. We're excited to be um, back. We, we uh, had a bit of a break over reading week, but um, we're back in full force. And today we're going to be going over the Oscars, the 2021 Oscar um, nominations. Um, so what we're going to be doing is we have each compiled a uh, list of nominations. Well, um, we should say it's it's basically Juan's nominations versus Liam's yeah. nominations. Well, I was going to say that. We have compiled each compiled a list of nominations, but it's functionally me and Will versus Juan. Um, we don't agree on everything, but we agree enough to make this list. Yes. So, so we have... How it'll work is we're going to introduce the category, and we will go through our common nominations, and then we'll discuss um, the remaining spots. Um, for each category, and that's how it's going to work, and Will and I are going to win because we have a majority. Well, <laughs> I don't know if this is about winning or losing, but sure. <laughs> um, yeah, this is about coming up with a, a one definitive list that makes both Will and Liam's taste and my taste. And yes. it's better than the Oscar nominations list that is the official one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, we're going to jump right into this. Let's just go ahead and jump right into this. And we're going to start with... Uh, Best Actress. Best Actress. That's what we're going to start with. So um, I will go ahead and read our common um, nominations. No, no, but just go, no, we'll go through your <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay, fine. Okay. So our first nomination is Alana, Alana Heim, Licorice Pizza, um, Agathe Roussel, Titan, uh, Rachel Sino, Shiva Baby, Kirsten Dunst, Power of the Dog, and Tilda Swinton for Memoria. All right. Now... As for my nominations, uh, this is alphabetical order, by the way. The order in which I name them has nothing to do with how much I love their performances. Um, my first my first nominee would be Alana Heim from Licorice Pizza. My second one will be Amelia Jones from Coda. My third one, Kristen Stewart from Spencer. My fourth one, Martha Plimpton from Mass. And my fifth one, Renata Rangsvith from The Worst Person in the World. Now, the overlap, which is the one that we've both nominated. So we've agreed on Alana Heim um, from Licorice Pizza, which I think is um, fitting uh, because she was excellent in that movie. Amazing. The whole Heim family was excellent in that movie. Um, (laughs) Okay, so so far we have one for our definitive Film Society list of nominations. Does that mean we get one one buy-in and you get one buy-in so we don't even have to talk about those? We each get uh, one to get in? Yes. So So I think we're going to take Titan, right? Are we or are we going to take Rachel Sinnoh? Maybe we each get a buy-in. No, that's not, fair. that's not fair to Juan. Okay, let's let's be fair to Juan. Who do you want to take in first? This is strategic. Okay, okay, <laughs> but okay, but next category, you guys gotta Fine. take one first. Fine. Okay, I am taking in first. Ah, oh, this is tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm picking Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart okay. is amazing. She is my personal pick. She is the person who I would select to win, uh, best lead actress. She is nominated for the Oscars, so my fingers are crossed. Hopefully she will win it. She most definitely <clears throat> deserves it. Her performance in Spencer was just magnificent. Okay. Have you has she been doing? Have you been paying attention to the award season? Has she been doing well there? 
she has she had been doing well and she was like yeah. the front runner yeah. for the longest time then something really weird happened and like one award show i don't remember what i, I heard about this yeah like, like i watched this youtube channel called like the oscar experts who like i watched them too <laughs> the, like awesome like all the award season buzz and it's clearly like it's not it's not, it's a science the oscars like what's going on but then there's this one awards that threw everything up for like where all the assumed like favorites to make the oscar nom didn't yeah. even get nominated for this yeah. one uh yeah so and I think the lead actress, I think, is like a, a whole wild card this year for the real Oscars, at least. Yeah, no, I agree. This is this is going to be a shitstorm. Like, when, when March 27 happens, I think lead actress is going to be by far, like, the biggest surprise of the whole show. Yeah. I'm still rooting for Kristen Stewart because I love her performance, <laughs> but, like, at this point, I can see anyone winning. So, Will and I haven't seen Spencer, but I'm sure it's wonderful. There's <coughs> so many great things. Pablo Lorraine. I, I, just to mention, before, I said this earlier in the show, but Pablo Lorraine's Emma... Almost made me stop watching movies because I was it was so hard to watch. So that's just a total digression. But um, so do you want it to be uh, Rachel Sano? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we're gonna take Rachel Sano from Shiva Baby. So that's our top three. We need two more. I think it's only fair because Juan selected someone who we hadn't seen. We'll select someone that he hasn't seen. So read read, read through the read, read through the ones we had so far. Uh, so so far we have Alana Haim, Alana Haim, uh, Kristen Stewart, and uh, Rachel Sano. Okay, so we have two more. We need two more. How do you guys want to do this? Do you guys want to debate it out, or do you guys want to each of us pick another one? Well, I think I could totally agree with you taking um, Renata Ryan's okay. for the worst person in the world. Like, I'd be totally fine with that. And as much as I love Martha Plimpton in Mass, she was magnificent. And as much as I love Amelia Jones, which once again, she learned how to do sign language, she sang, she acted her ass out. Amelia Jones in Coda was amazing. As much as I love Amelia Jones and Martha Plimpton, I would agree with adding Titan person to the list, okay. which I won't even try mentioning her name. Yeah, I, I tried it through cell. I get, I get, I get. Yeah, I mean, it's a get. Okay. Uh, okay. I like that. Was, that. that was pretty painless. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, civilized. Yes. Oh, yes. Manners maketh man. <laughs> I like that movie, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I love that movie. Okay, so our definitive list of our, you know, our synthesized list of our nominees for best actress are Alana Haim, Licorice Pizza, Kristen Stewart, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. This is an... Uh, uh, Rachel Sano, Shiva Baby. Yeah. Uh, Renata Rines, uh, the worst <laughs> person in the world. And Agathe Roussel for T10. Yeah. Fuck yes. I'm, I'm okay. happy with that. I'm happy with that. Okay, Even though so, I haven't seen Shiva Baby, but I'm... It's, it's quite good. Um, and it's directorial she, she debut carries, by a Canadian she, director. She, she doesn't carry it, but she, like, her screen presence is very um, significant in that movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very strong performance. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go on to Supporting Actress... Um, Will and I, our list here is Susanna Sun, Red Rocket, Brenda Dice, Red Rocket, Kate Blanchett, Nightmare Alley, Tony Collette, Nightmare Alley, and Catherine Hunter, uh, Tragedy Macbeth. Okay, now my list of my five nominees for Best Supporting Actress are Anne Dowd for Mass, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Jodie Comer for The Last Duel, Catherine Hunter for The Tragedy of Macbeth, and Olga Meredith for In the Heights. And once again, we only have one overlap, and that is Catherine Hunter for the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. So that one goes straight into our final list. Now, <laughs> you guys pick first. Okay. <laughs> Which ones are you guys sending straight to the finals? I, I kind of want to select um, Brenda Dice. For what? From Red Rocket. She is... She plays... Um, she's praised the, mo- she the mother. She plays the mother. Ah, yeah. the mother. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I yeah. thought she was incredible. Also, she um, unfortunately passed away oh. about a month ago, I think. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I thought she was incredible. 
Um, she's in a couple of Sean Baker's movies, I think. I think she was in um, Starlet. Yeah, I think so. I'm not <laughs> I totally sure. double check that one, actually. Let's but see. she... Um, her performance was... No, nope, she wasn't. It was okay. just Red Rocket. Yeah, she so, was like... very performance. Her, she... Uh, huh. She chewed the scenery whenever she was in this in the, in the film. You know, the, the moment, the scene where she goes to get donuts, great that's, scene. That's great. Also, the 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 final sequence. Yeah, uh, when she kind of turns on. Yeah, uh, when she turns on. Uh, on Simon Rex's character. Yeah, great performance. Really, funny. Uh, I'll pick her. We'll we'll take that. Okay, I me I'm. Mean, I, I don't want to say anything about her now that I know that she passed away. <laughs> so sure, great. <laughs> I'm glad you're in. Um, now the one that I'm choosing to go straight into. I have to go with Anne Dowd for Mass. Um, I know you guys haven't seen Mass. Uh, yeah. Once again, for those of you who are listening to the radio and don't really know what Mass is, uh, Mass is an amazing movie. The whole film is just one conversation in between two couples. And there is something tragic that happened in between these two families some time ago. And the whole film is about these people who are hurting, like really, really hurting. And you see them just peel their layers and show more and more of who they are and what they're feeling. And Anne Dowd. Fuck me, and that was amazing. She she was incredible. Like, just like in the previous category, I would have selected Kristen Stewart to be the winner. In this category, I would give best supporting actress to Anne Dowd. Okay. So we have three so far. So three. Catherine Hunter, Anne Dowd, and Brenda Dice. Brenda Dice. Yes. Okay. So for us, do you want one of the Night Morale? Um, would that would that be a good compromise with you? Because I know you love that movie. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I love Night Rally from the bottom of my heart. I yeah. love Kate Blanchett. I love uh, Tony Collette. I think Tony Collette deserved to win Best Actress for Hereditary in 2018. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think those performances are strong enough as some others that we got this year. So I don't think Jodie Comer is strong enough in the last duel. I didn't. Okay. I thought she was good. I, it didn't stand out to me as, as being particularly hmm. strong. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. Fair we enough. We haven't seen West Side Story, though. Or in the Heights. The, okay, yeah. l- let's let's do something. You guys yeah. pick... Um, What's the other option apart from the, from the Nightmare Alley? Susanna Son. Yeah. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of not super married to that one either. Like, I don't feel super strongly about that. Okay, yeah. I, I would... I, I would... I'm... I would be happy with Kate Blanchett. I, okay. I would be happy with Kate Blanchett over yeah, that's, Tony Collette. That's why I, I, I agree. Sucked. I agree. But I, I, Ariana DeBose needs to go in. Like okay. you guys just have to believe me. Ariana DeBose fucking kills it. Um, you know, for those of you guys who don't know, Ariana DeBose, uh, she plays Anita in the new West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Uh, this was a role that won. Uh, the previous actress, an Oscar, I'm blanking on her name right now, but it won her an Oscar yeah, back yeah. in the 60s for the original yeah. film. And, you know, Ariana DeBose, she had some huge shoes to fill. Like, huge. The previous Anita was fucking amazing. Yeah. And she somehow did it. Like, yeah. her scene, America, the showstopper of the movie, is just incredible. And she seems like a sh- mm, shoe-in, maybe, to win? I Yeah, she's she's been sweeping. She's been <laughs> sweeping. I, I think she's, she's going to get the award. Yeah, I, that's what it seems like, so... Uh, yeah, she should be on there. We so what, what's her definitive list? So our definitive list is uh, Catherine Hunter from The Tragedy of Macbeth, Brenda Dice from Red Rocket, uh, Anne Dowd from Mass, Kate Blanchett from Nightmare Alley, and Ariana DeBose from West Side Story. Fuck yes. Just for fun, who would you guys pick to win? Um, uh, Catherine, Catherine Hunter. Hunter. Catherine, Catherine Hunter? Yeah. Okay. What about you? Anne Dowd? <laughs> okay. Hell yes. Okay. We should also say before we move on, for best actress, we should just pick our winner really quick as well. Yeah. So Will and I both agreed on Alana Heim. Yeah. And I am team case two. Okay, <laughs> Kristen yeah. Stewart forever, baby. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to best actor. Um, this one, we have 
two overlapping, so we're so doing better. We're improving. <laughs> yes. So um, uh, Will and I have nominated Simon Rex, Rad Rocket, Jim Cummings, The Beta Test, Nicholas Cage, Pig, Bradley Cooper, Nightmare Alley, and Cooper Hoffman, Licorice Pizza. Okay, and... Oh boy, I, I think this is going to be a difficult one, but I have nominated Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Bradley Cooper for Nightmare Alley, Jason Isaacs for Mass, Joaquin Phoenix for Come On, Come On, and Simon Rex for Red Rocket. So our overlaps are Bradley Cooper for Nightmare Alley and Simon Rex for Red Rocket. So we have three spots to fill here. That means that one of us is going to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we, we will each pick one, and yes. then the last one we have to debate it out. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think, I think we have to pick Nick Cage. Cage. Yeah. yeah. You guys are you guys are going with Nick Cage for yeah. your for your for our third one. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm happy with that. Nick yeah. Cage, amazing performance. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of Pig, I acknowledge that he was fucking incredible. Good. And God damn. Here's the thing. Like, I really want Andrew Garfield in the list, but I have a feeling that I have a good chance of convincing you guys to put him in the list. <laughs> While Jason Isaacs, I have a feeling that he may yeah, slip have, through the cracks. I have no. I have no. If you want Jason Isaacs, you gotta pick him now. Jason Isaacs. I'm I'm okay. going with Jason Isaacs for mass. He he killed it. Like out of a film where all four main actors, where or all four only main actors, uh, give amazing performances, I think Jason Isaacs was the strongest, and he was just incredible. This okay. is a guy who played Mal- Malfoy's father in the Harry yeah. Potter films. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, he killed it. So I figure we can't convince you on Jim Cummings, even though his performance is like. The ultimate, um, like, he leads that movie. He 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 wrote, direct, starred in it, and it's like built around him. And it's he's hilarious. It's tragic. It's everything in between. He's absolutely brilliant. But yeah. you haven't seen it. Probably can't convince you on that one. But I want to make the Cooper Hoffman case. Okay. Because, okay. um, first of all, uh, obviously his father. You kind of you have the preconce- preconceptions of his father when you see the name Hoffman. Um, and so I think he was kind of fighting against these uh, expectations for a Paul Thomas Anderson film and his uh, being a Hoffman. Um, and, you know, people are going to say nepotism and that kind of thing about how he got the role. <laughs> and uh, to be totally honest, I thought he, he was brilliant in it. And his he developed his own kind of... Um, he, was, he was very much himself, his own, like a new kind of thing that was not related to his father. He wasn't trying to be anyone else. He was being himself. He's being this like 17 year old, 15 year old, whatever he is, you know, pimply faced, like overconfident, like suave, suave salesman. And um, <clears throat> it is extremely charismatic, carries carries the film uh, along with Lana Heim, who I think was better than him. But yeah. he, he he like matches her and he brings so much like character and um, and like this youthful, um, this youthful, like like the slimy youth, I guess like, that's how I would say it. To the film that without that i don't know how the movie would work without him and um i like also the the film the nature of licorice pizza is it's kind of um a character study of these two characters and with and it needs both of them to be excellent to work and obviously will and i have spoiler alert, it's one of our best picture nominations it's it, it worked and i think that credit to cooper often because he was they needed to be he needed to be incredible for it to work no, hey, I, I agree with everything you just mentioned. I think Cooper Hoffman's performance was amazing in Licorice Pizza. I love the film. I, I love what Paul Thomas Anderson did with that movie. Um, that said, Andrew Garfield. God damn. Okay, what a year for Andrew Garfield. Apart from, you know, mainstream, Tick, Tick, Boom. Also coming back as Spider-Man. What for... a snub, by the way, not nominating Andrew Garfield for mainstream here. I he haven't seen mainstream. very well could have won. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen mainstream, so I, I don't know about that. But uh, 
for me personally, out of all the male performances this year, I think Andrew Garfield from Tick, Tick, Boom might be my favorite. I think, like, like the amount of just stuff he does in this movie. Like, he sings and he kills it. He dances and he kills it. He acts and he kills it. And he acts, like... Not as, not as a normal person, but he acts as Jonathan Larson, who is, like, this guy who is, like, slowly losing his mind as he realizes that he has invested 30 years of his life in writing this play that is going to go absolutely nowhere. And everything is falling apart. Everything is falling apart, but also happening at the same time. That Hence the name of the film, Tick, Tick, Boom. You, mm-hmm. You're just waiting until everything suddenly explodes. And I, I think Andrew Garfield absolutely killed it. I, I will propose you guys a deal. Yeah. Okay? Because we're all civilized here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you guys give me Andrew Garfield for this category, I will give you guys anything for another category. If it comes to a position like this, where we, we, we have like one more. I, I will say this. If you think that Andrew Garfield is potentially your lead for this category, I think it would be wrong not to include your lead for this category. Okay. What do you think? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Andrew Garfield makes it. Gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Um, so no so wait, let's, Will, so let's leave them out. We're so Simon them. Rex for Red Rocket, uh, Bradley Cooper for Nightmare Alley, Nicholas Cage for Pig, Jason Isaacs for Mass, and Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom. Fuck okay, it. so really quick, our last we're gonna do one more category. Well, before let's going say to who, break. We, who we think we would win. <clears throat> yeah, Will and I have uh, Simon Rex. Yeah, Simon Rex. And I'm going with Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Garfield. There you go. Okay, so our best supporting actor is up next. Um, Will and I have nominated um, Vincent Linden for T10, uh, Anders Danielson Lee for Worst Person in the World, uh, Alex Wolf Pig, Willem Dafoe, The Card Counter, and Woody Norman, Come On, Come On. Okay, and our I only, have nominated... Uh, Our only overlap, Woody Norman. Wait, no, you guys also have Worst oh, Person in the World. No, yeah, I didn't even see that. Okay, ah, wonderful. <laughs> we have two overlaps. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and I nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Anders Danielson Lee for The Worst Person in the World. Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog, Mike Feist for West Side Story, Troy Kotzer for Coda, and Woody Norman for Come On, Come On. So we so have we two overlaps. Yeah. Which so. are Ander, Anders, Danielson Lee, and Woody Norman. Do you guys want to say anything about these two people before we move on to the others? Woody Norman was really good. Woody Norman's our winner. So. Yeah. Yeah, he killed. He, he oh, has, he's not. He's not. But yeah, he's great. I would give the award to Woody Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and Anders Danielson Lee, he just he just killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Our automatic one is going to be Vincent London, I think. Or Linden. 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 He was yeah. insane in that movie. Like, totally insane. Fireman. Mr. Yeah, Fireman. the Fireman. <laughs> totally, like, just chewed the scenery. Like, every scene with him, it was like, yeah. you just your eyes gravitate to him. Physicality, um, too, was, yeah. like, really... Yeah, the, like, the scene in the shower, I think. Was that... Yeah, like, just... And I think there was a scene where he was, like, dancing. The dancing um, The dancing yeah, Like, yeah. it just... And the relationship we developed with the, with, uh, the main character is so weird. <laughs> and heartwarming uh yeah. for such a weird guy it just it was it was so strange and i yeah i love it so that's our automatic one yeah even though i'm not the biggest fan of titan i i i agree i have to agree he was amazing and my automatic one has to be troy kotzer for coda he is incredible like some of some of the most emotional moments of coda rest on him and i think he killed it and i think there's a very good chance that he might win the oscars in March 27th. Like, okay. I think the Oscar is in between Troy Kotzer or Cody Smith-McPhee. My heart goes with Troy. I want Troy to win. Let's see what happens. All right. I, for the record, I liked Cody Smith-McPhee a lot, so... He was amazing. Was yeah. yeah. Now, um, we have... So we have one more spot? One more spot. So, we love Willem Dafoe in the card counter. I know, Juan, you're not... This is probably not going to fly with you, but he was, like, 
super creepy and super unsettling, I think, um, in an in a interesting turn. Like, obviously, he's he's played villains before, um, Defoe. Like, he was the Green Goblin. Fuck yes. But this was a way different performance and <clears throat> very unsettling, the way you kind of learn about the military-industrial complex through this weird guy with a mustache. Um, that that would be my pick to put to put forward, but I as, could be convinced as the winner, like that that you guys would give. Him... I for me, I give him the win because I thought it was so creepy and it was so essential to that movie. Do you, working. Do you think it was creepier than uh, his performance in Wild at Heart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Wild at Heart, it's less creepy. It's more like um, Un- unnerving. It's not very threatening. Unsettling. He's not very threatening in, in Wild yeah. at Heart. He's kind he of pathetic. Looks... True. Still, b- both both uh, similar performances. Similar performance though. Yeah. Okay, um, considering that you guys allowed me to put in Andrew Garfield in last category because that's the one that I would give the win to, I feel like I have to do the same thing for Willem Dafoe. That said, I want to make it very clear, I didn't really care Willem Dafoe's per- for Willem Dafoe's performance in the card counter. I thought it was sort of mediocre. And if I'm being completely honest, I think Willem Dafoe's best performance of 2021 was as Green no. Goblin in Spider-Man No Way Home. You guys haven't seen it, but... It- he is one of the best Marvel villains now. He killed it. He, I mean, <laughs> that could be a spoiler, but he, yeah, he killed it, if you guys know what I mean. Um, yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I will let you guys put in Willem Dafoe. I don't agree. I don't think his performance in Card Counter is the best, but sure. All right. Okay. Well, let's well, lead out our, read out our nominees. So, yeah. Anders Danielson Lee for Worst Person in the World. Woody Norman in Come On, Come On. Vincent Linden for Titan. Uh, Troy Katsur for Coda and Willem Dafoe from the card counter. And, so, and Will and I have Willem Dafoe winning, and yeah. you have Woody Norman. I have Woody Norman. Who, we also, I would have, I would be totally fine with Woody Norman winning. It was one of the best child performances we've seen. Yeah. Um, okay. Ever. So yeah. yeah, ever. So we're gonna go to a quick break where we listen to music on the radio, even though you're listening to this as a podcast. Um, so that's what we're gonna do. We'll be back after the break and go over the more the, the next categories, whatever. <laughs>
The Indigenous Committee at UBC presents Indigenous and Cultural Day, celebrating authentic Indigenous art of all forms. The event will feature several exhibits at the Student Nest Building, spanning from beading to showcases highlighting Indigenous-led businesses. Mark your calendars for April 11th at 12.30 p.m. Dan Mangan, and you are listening to CITR 101.9 in Vancouver and surrounding university areas. Okay, hello everyone and welcome back to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. Um, my name is Liam, and I'm joined by Juan and Will. Hello. Hello. And we are hosting the Real World today. We're going over our um, nominations for uh, the 2021 Oscars. Um, we are compiling a list uh, in which we have a collective understanding of who we should believe should be nominated for these awards. Um, Will, do you want to read our collective yeah, so list so yeah, far? Sure, I can go over our list. So first we talked about Best Lead Actress, uh, and our nominations are Alana Haim from uh, Licorice Pizza, Kristen Stewart from Spencer, Spencer, uh, Rachel Sanoe from uh, Shiva Baby, Renata Rines from The Worst Person in the World, and Egetz Russell from uh, T10. Then next, Best Supporting Actress, uh, Catherine Hunter, I'm blanking. Tragedy of Macbeth. Tragedy of Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brenda Dice from Red Rocket, uh, Anne Dowd from Mass, Kate Blanchett from uh, Nightmare Alley, and then Anne Ariana DeBose from West Side Story. Uh, next, Best Lead Actor, Simon Rex, Red Rocket, Bradley Cooper, uh, uh, Nightmare Alley, uh, Nicolas Cage, Pig, Jason Isaacs, Mass, and then Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. Last we left off was Best Supporting Actor. So we had Anders Danielson Lee for Worst Person in the World, Woody Norman for Come On, Come On, Vincent Linden for uh, Titan, uh, Troy Katsur from Coda, and Willem Dafoe from the card counter okay and our next <clears throat> sorry our next uh category <clears throat> sorry let's do a live uh <laughs> is uh we're not doing screenplay are we is that no, no, we're doing best, best director okay director. okay okay so will and i have nominated sean baker for red rocket uh paul thomas anderson for licorice pizza julia ducorno for titan mike mills for come on come on and Paul Schrader for The Card Counter. Okay. There is zero overlap between us. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be very interesting because there's absolutely no overlap in between their list and mine. My list for Best Director is Denis Villeneuve for Dune, Guillermo del Toro for Nightmare Alley, Joachim Trier for The Worst Person in the World, Paolo Lorraine for Spencer, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. So I so, think what we should do is we, we both have a winner in our minds we should we should say our winners both get nominated yeah instantly <clears throat> yeah. okay cool so what who's your winner Danny Villeneuve my winner is Danny Villeneuve for okay. yeah. he killed it the epicness of that movie like that movie didn't make itself motherfuckers like <laughs> I, I can't believe he didn't get nominated for best director at the Oscars like that blows my mind like maybe if he would have had a bit more focus in the sand <laughs> I, I know you guys don't really care about that film but holy shit I, I think Danny Villeneuve's direction in Dune is I think it's his work, his best work as a director. Uh, his like, best mm, work. Yeah, I like the scale, the grandness, the epicness of that movie is it, just impressive. Like the it dune. blows my mind, and I the emotion, the Dune. Hey, I love Dune. <laughs> it's my favorite film of twenty twenty one. So yeah, you fuck think he yes. focused enough on the spice trade? 
Dude, I, I think Dune focuses well, right on what it has to do. The uh, in, uh, intergalactic uh, relations. Sand. Dude, Sand. fuck yes. The Choam and Arrakis and, you know, whoever controls the spice controls the galaxy. I, I, that's an amazing film. That's a masterpiece. Do you have a preference of who should control the spice and how, and should we re, should we collectivize the spice or should we redistribute it? Like, who gets spice? Oh, you're going to have to see what Polatreides comes up with in the second part. I'm looking forward to the Senate debates over spice. <laughs> hey, don't let them dissuade you. Dune is a masterpiece. I think we should put it to referendum. I think we should get the, <laughs> the people should get to decide what happens to spice. Okay, okay. okay, so uh, we're going to put Red Rocket, uh, Sean Baker, Red Rocket in as our... Yeah. Uh, now that's definitely his best film. There's no doubt about that. I, I agree. And, and he's like in like full control with this one. Yeah. So... Um, he's doing his, his he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make it clear that I don't think Dune is Denis Villeneuve's best film. I think it's his best directing. Like his uh, best film I just, is I, still in Sandy's <clears throat> for me. Okay. His best directing. Okay. His best directing, I, I stand by Dune. Uh, okay. Fuck yes, but yeah, I won't make any jokes about Red Rocket because I also love Red Rocket. I just knew Sean Baker was doing his thing. The set when first of all the, the the film starts with a zoom out of a of a chair on a big bus, and then we see um, Simon Rex doing his weird walk. That was I knew immediately that it was incredible direction. Like that's just the kind of thing I wanted to see. So yeah. um, let's see how should we approach this now. I feel like, due to the fact that we don't have overlap, we, we, we should, should get another. One? Yeah, we should get another another freebie, and then we debate <clears throat> the last one. Okay. Mm. What do you think, Will? Paul Thomas Anderson or Paul Schrader? No, please don't Paul Schrader. I, I think Julia DeCarno. I would, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's okay, let's yeah. do Julia okay. DeCarno. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason why I say please don't Paul Schrader is because I, like, I don't think his directing was anything see I've got this weird I don't know if it's because his name is Paul Schrader and therefore I like attach goodness to it but I (laughs) I think it was incredible because it was there's a level of artificiality to all of it that it's like it was very Brechtian yeah (laughs) and I appreciated that fair enough anyways my the the, the, the one that I'm sending straight in (sighs) you gotta do Spielberg here because just because Will and I haven't seen it so I'm not gonna like we can we can come we can come to a hey, you're not compromise. Mom, I'm just saying we can come to a compromise on Del Toro and, and Trier, but I haven't seen West Side Story, so you should do it here if you believe it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but we only have two more picks, and that that yeah. Okay. I. Just... Okay. Uh, I ha- yeah. I have to go Steven Spielberg okay. West Side Story. That's Steven how Spielberg... you manipulate someone. <laughs> no, no, no. But I I agree. Steven Spielberg is just. One of the greatest directors of all time. He is the director that got me into film, along with Christopher Nolan. Uh, What's your favorite Spielberg movie? My favorite Spielberg movie, Jurassic Park. It has to be Jurassic Park. I fucking adore Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think like in the past couple of years, Steven Spielberg films have still been good. Not Ready Player great. One. I I, lo- I love Ready Player oh, One. Okay, never mind. I think it's great. I think Ready Player One is pretty okay. fucking great. Just but continue. but but he, but his directing his directing hasn't been amazing in a while. Yeah. And I think West Side Story is like a true return to form from the Steven Spielberg that we used to know and love. Yeah. Like this is by far his best directing since Catch Me If You Can, if wow. you ask me. Um. And yeah, he he killed it. Like once again from the very opening scene of West Side Story, where you see like a camera that is constantly moving throughout like this plays that looks like a wreckage like a war zone and then you see like a door opening and you know the jets coming out and then the camera keeps moving and goes up and then pans and tilts and i was like fuck yes this is steven spielberg baby and the way he films every single one of his dance sequences it's insane like you know people overlook how difficult it is to film dance sequences like i i guess a great point of comparison would be like uh the greatest showman which 
I like The Greatest Showman. I think it's a good film. But most of the dance sequences, like, you feel as if the camera is sort of afraid of the dancers. Like, yeah. the camera is afraid to go inside, like, between the, the, the action. Yeah. Like, you're always seeing it from outside. Like, mm-hmm. but here, Steven Spielberg, he goes right to the middle, baby. And it shows. West Side Story, amazing film. And, yeah, Steven Spielberg deserves a nomination. Okay. Good. So, good. Um, now we have to debate. I think we, I think I would be I totally we... fine with PTA or Mike Mills. Yeah. What, um, how I many spots we have left? One more. We have one more. We have one more. And if I had to choose, I'd, I'd t- take PTA. I think. But okay. I mean, if you want Del Toro, like I, yeah, I, I kind of feel <clears throat> totally fine with giving it to Del Toro. What about Jacques? Jacques I, I can't speak because I haven't seen. I it. I thought it was really good. I, there are a little couple things that like to me. Um, uh, this is I don't for like. worst person in the world. Yeah, the for worst person. There are a couple things about the worst person in the world. As much as I love the movie. A couple of like sensibility stuff that I just don't really like, um, particularly like this, uh, um, like the, like heavy montage, heavy use of montage to like for exposition. Um, like the the worst person in the world is at its strongest when you have these like long drawn out scenes where like these characters are kind of um, dealing with their obviously like pretty t- pretty brutal uh, emotional um, like baggage and and and, and problems. And when it's at its weakest, it's when it's just trying to like overload you with um, with images. And I feel like that's the tendency that a lot of newer movies have have in that they try they a lot of these newer movies are they they have a lot of montage and they have a lot of like you know hapless structure where we don't see have a you know a scene where you have a strong structured scene that that communicates an idea, and that's okay. Like I'm okay with formal um, experimentation, but I think it's also a sign of like a um, a less experienced director. So that's why that would be my case against Joaquin Trier. I want, I, you know, I, I love the montages and Worst Person of the World. I think they're amazing. Uh, but that's it. Like the, the scenes that keep popping up to my mind are like the two surrealist sequences in the Worst Person of the World. You know, the, which the, is a very like yeah. very um, intentional, you know, well composed scene. Yeah. That I feel like is strong and it's kind of it's drawn it draw, the, the the montage draws back a little bit for me. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> let's yeah, uh, let's not go with Joaquin Trier then. Um, so I'll do Del Toro if you want. I haven't seen Spencer, so I can't really. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, you know what? I I love Guillermo del Toro, one of my favorite directors of all time. Um, but I I would be down for Paul Thomas Anderson as well. I think okay. he he killed it in 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 Licorice Pizza. So you know, let's just do Paul Thomas Anderson. We'll take it. Yeah, okay. I guess we'll take what we can get. We'll yeah. Take it. No, don't worry. I I will charge it charge you back for best picture. Okay. I will make sure I get that favor back for best picture. So we're on to speaking of which, we're on to best picture. Well, let's read out our best director. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, darn it. Go ahead and read it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I wrote I miswrote something. Okay, Sean Baker for Red Rocket. Uh, Danny Villeneuve for Dune. Uh, Julia DeCarno for uh, Titan, Steven Spielberg for West Side Story, and PTA for Licorice Pizza. I'm and then I guess we're, we'll say our winners. We're, we're, we're taking Red we Rocket. Red Rocket, Sean Baker. And my winner is Denis Villeneuve for yeah. Dune. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we're the on big, to... The big one. Best best picture. The big um, one, an unwritten uh, screenplay that's unwritten. waiting for uh, financing, by the way. So, yeah, so we've got <laughs> about one and a half million dollars. Please contact... Actually, maybe more like 50 million dollars, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you guys Southland, lost me, but It's, sure. it's Southland Tales meets um, uh, Donnie Darko, so... Both Richard Kelly movies. That's a really bad look. Don't yeah, that's, forget that's, about it. Forget yeah. about it. Anyway, best Anyways, picture. <laughs> best picture. So we have Will and I have Red Rocket, Licorice Pizza, Pig, Titan, The Worst Person in the World, Mainstream, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Come On, Come On, The Card Counter, and Petit Maman. Okay, and even though we have ten nominees, we only have two overlaps. So yeah. this is also going to be very interesting. My ten nominees are 
In alphabetical order. The order means nothing. Coda. Dune. Flea. Licorice Pizza. Mass. Nightmare Alley. Spencer. The Last Duel. The Worst Person in the World. And Zack Snyder's Justice League, baby. Okay. Let's do, let's get, <laughs> let's do this first. No, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll the overlaps. The overlaps. We'll take Licorice Pizza and we'll, the Worst Person in the World. How about this? You, you pick one from my list that you like and I'll pick one from your list. Well, the, I want to oh, say this. No, don't. <laughs> no I want to say this. Uh, I think we should take Flea. Uh, yeah, no, right we'll away. take Flea. Okay, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, what's this anarchy, motherfuckers? So, so pick one from my list. So far, the overlaps are Licorice Pizza, the worst person oh, yeah. in the world. And we're adding Flea. That's a... No, uh, but I didn't agree to this shit of picking. <laughs> so well, from, go ahead. Okay, John, your list. And yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Take no, it. that's so amazing. That's amazing. Uh, what do you guys have? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Okay, uh, let's do this thing about picking stuff from all the other person's list just for this one. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, for yeah, this yeah. one. Well, just because of 10 nominations, um, we're going to get these down. Yeah, I'm going for Titan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, against everything I've said previously. Okay. Fuck it. Okay. All right, um, so we have four now. We've got six to go. We have well, six what to are go. the four we have so far? Will? We have Licorice Pizza, The Worst Person in the World, Flea, and Titan. Uh, okay, okay, good. <clears throat> so we have two each right now, or three each. Two each? To each, we have we four have, so far. So four, I feel so like I feel each. like we can we can pick. You guys pick other two. I pick another two. And then we debate. And then we yeah. And then we debate the last two. Okay. Um, I would like to put forward. Wait, we don't have Red Rocket in there right yet, do we? We we don't. You don't. So have we're gonna Red put. Rocket. We have to put Red Rocket. Hey. Yeah. And you don't you don't have Dune yet. So. I don't have Dune yet, but I I will. Yeah. So I I'm I'm putting Dune. Okay. Okay. Best film of the year. Um. So now we have one more to pick. Yeah. Um, for me, it's probably between Pig and, um, probably Pig and, like, Come On, Come On. Huh. I, 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 I pick Pig. Okay. Yeah. How do you Same. feel about Pig? I like you, Pig. You get, I, I like Pig. 10, I, yeah. I, I think it's incredible, but. I, yeah, I like Pig. I recognize a lot of people love it. Okay, so I have to pick another one. Mm-hmm. And it, after I pick this one, how much would we have? Two left. Two left. Two okay. left. Okay. Between the two of us. Okay. Three of us. Um. Uh. Fuck. <laughs> um. Zack mm-hmm. Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> Zack wow. Snyder's wow. Justice League is coming in, <laughs> dude. <laughs> hey. I love Zack Snyder's Justice League. It is fucking epic. It is an improvement on 2017's Justice League in every single way. It is an amazing film. It is epic. It At is. At what grand. point did you stop caring about the box? About the what? The box. What box? Oh, the, the mother thing, boxes? Yeah. The, the MacGuffin. Dude, I fucking love the mother boxes, man. <laughs> At least it's not like in the 2017 film where Steppenwolf is just talking to them like mother. Like fucking the guy from Psycho. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I said this before. I think we talked about this already. But I think Batman vs Superman is better than uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So yeah. that's just my opinion. I love but, Batman vs Superman. You know what? I, yeah, Liam and I, we talked about this before the show. I think we're totally fine with that. That's, I will also say... The narrative. The narrative behind Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, the fact that, like, you know, celebrating Zack Snyder's Justice League is celebrating an artist's vision. You know, a vision that was hidden in 2017. He wasn't allowed to make his film. And the fact that this film came out in 2021 is a victory for artistic visions all around the world. And I think that's why it deserves a space in our top 10 best I'm just glad DC makes, like, a tour of superhero movies. Yeah. So, like, I'm okay with it. I'm glad as well. Now, we have two more. We have two more and some some heavy hitters, I think. And I hope you guys remember I gave you all Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> so uh, off of your list, I'll say that I'm, I'm okay with Nightmare Alley. Okay. I'm not okay with The Last Duel. Okay. Um, and that's that's it. 
I I like Last Duel. I don't believe it's a best picture kind okay. of thing. Okay, and so. I'll I'll say the same about you guys. Out of your list, I'm okay with Come On, Come On. I wouldn't be okay with Card Counter. Fatima Ma. Uh, yeah, Fatima Ma's okay. I I I was okay. Nightmare Alley. I know you guys like Nightmare Alley. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Spencer because I think Spencer is an absolute masterpiece. But I know this is gonna be weird because you guys no, haven't seen I've it. I've heard so many great things about Spencer. You know what we can do? We can put Nightmare Alley for our ninth spot, and then we can just do a coin 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 toss okay. for for the last one. I got a coin right here. Well, what are we taking then, Liam? So we're gonna, we're we're gonna, gonna take, take Come on, come on, or oh, I'll take Petit Man for sure. No, yeah. take Come on, come on. It's come a on, better on. film. Okay, <laughs> fine, I'll take well, it. If you I want... mean Petit Man. I almost cried. But okay, okay, sure, sure. Team <laughs> yeah. Fuck yes. I, I, also, I, we're forgetting the tragedy Macbeth, but whatever. Nah, come on. I, I, just, I, just I'm partial. I love, I love tragedy Macbeth, but I didn't think I could swing this one. Okay, no, wait, 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 wait. So let's, you, let's talk a bit about yeah, this film okay, before so we go you, for the toy cause. Okay, so we're we're selecting Petit Maman. So yeah. I think the case for that movie is it's Celine Sciamma doing doing her thing. It's seventy one minutes. Second time doing her yeah, doing their thing. People doing their thing. People doing their thing. That's how you win an Oscar, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, seventy-one minutes. Uh, it's like to the to the bone, but it's also so emotionally cogent, and it's got this like fable fairy tale kind of aesthetic, um, and it's so emotionally uh, poignant, poignant um, that like I I just for me it was probably one of the most affecting movies that I saw this year, and um, we'll speak about this later. But the score for the film was brilliant. The performances were were, were wonderful, and I just Great think it's performances. I think it's very cool that um, a filmmaker like Silenciama, like I know this is stupid to, to make a big deal about the wrong time, but to make a seventy-one minute movie that is so effective and just say I don't care, I'm not gonna like make it ninety minutes just because it's a, a movie in the theater. I think that's very cool, and I loved it. So that's my case for it. Okay. Um... As for Petima Man, I saw Petima Man with both of you. Yes. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a good film. I don't think it's nowhere near the level of Portrait of a Lady in Fire, the other Celine Siama film. Um, and I will just say this. When Marnie was there, is the better version of Petima Man. Like, so much better. And it came out way before, in 2014. Uh, that one made me cry. That one, I was fucking in tears after when Marnie was there. Um, but yeah, I like Petima Man. Now, my case for Spencer would be... I think Spencer is an absolute masterpiece. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've always said, I think I've said it in this show before, but like, I don't really like what's happening with biopics that it's, you know, they feel very pained by the numbers. They feel very basic. You know, it's chronological order. You see what's happening. He begins, he becomes famous, then he falls from grace. But, you know, you, you very rarely see biopics where the biopic itself, the film itself is like infused with the essence of the person. Um, and I think that is the case with Spencer, you know, Spencer, Diana Spencer, Princess Diana, uh, she was so someone who suffered from a lot of mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. She was bulimic and she also had other mental illnesses that I, I, I don't even remember how they are called. And the film perfectly captures that. Like there are some surrealist sequences in the film that make you feel the way Diana feels, makes you feel the claustrophobia of being trapped within like this royal family feeling unaccepted, feeling that you're outside everyone, even though you're technically on the inside. And I just thought it was an amazing character study. And like, you know, I love the fact that, yes, even though this is a film about Princess Diana, like it's not a paint by the numbers biopic. Like this is Diana marrying Prince, whoever. This is Diana giving birth. This is Diana dying. Like, no, nah, this is just three days. And this is her family who gets equal screen time because they signed the deal. 
<laughs> but yeah, this, this is this is just three days in the yeah. life of 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 Diana I just hate when, I hate in biopics when they do that when they have to do this this thing where they they like distribute screen time among all parties. Yeah. So I this sounds I I will give it to Spencer if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, and we agree with that biopic <clears throat> position too. Like we're not fans of the the biopic, the conventional. Although biopic. we do. Second time we're plugging a, a we we want to write a Machiavelli biopic so <laughs> whoa <laughs> fuck yeah that's the first time that's ever been said wait so so you guys you guys would be down to give it to Spencer yeah, even though you guys haven't seen it it's been we've done it. it's been done damn hell yeah okay, let's list it out and then we'll go to a quick break and then we'll we'll wrap it up run, run through the rest of the ones really quick yeah uh, best picture so Licorice Pizza <clears throat> the worst person in the world Flea uh, we just, we didn't talk a lot about it, but it was great great uh, yeah Titan Red Rocket Dune Pig, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Nightmare Alley, and Spencer. So that's our ten. Uh, what's our have Red Rocket? Yeah, Red Rocket, obviously. We have. <clears throat> and my winner is Dune. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Okay, so we're gonna go to a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll recap our results and then do a quick run through of the remaining categories. Play some music now.
there is a drinking water settlement for First Nations, and the claims process is now open. The settlement includes $1.8 billion in compensation to some individuals and First Nations subject to long-term drinking water advisories from November 1995 to June 2021 and $50 million for eligible individuals who suffered specific injuries due to these advisories. If you are a First Nations member impacted by a long-term drinking water advisory, you may be eligible for compensation. You will also have free access to legal advice and support while filling out your claim. This is the first drop in recognizing the communities impacted. For more information or to submit your claim, visit firstnationsdrinkingwater.ca. Unladylike Co. presents Bad Eggs, a film following the lives of Greek gods Persephone, Hades, and Eve, who have been plucked away from their myths and placed in the modern world. The film is available online from March 16th to 27th, with an in-person premiere on March 13th, 7 p.m. at the Norman Rothstein Theatre. Be sure to be there. Okay, so we are back with the real world. Uh, my name is Liam. I'm joined by Juan and Will, and we are going to quickly go over our um, 2021 Oscar winners in our, the, the first the seven main categories, categories that, that we talked about so yes. far. So first, we did best lead actress. Uh, we unanimously decided on Alana Haim. 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 No, I I won for Kristen Stewart. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Meant no disrespect. Uh, so that's the two for best lead actress, best supporting actress. Uh, Liam and I chose Catherine Hunter. Uh, Juan? I went with Andel for Mess. Okay. Okay, and then Best Lead Actor, Liam and I took Simon Rex. And I took Andrew Garfield Garfield. for Tick, Tick, Boom. Best Supporting Actor, uh, Liam and I took Willem Dafoe from The Card Counter. And I took Woody Norman from Come On, Come On. All right. Next, Best Director, obviously Liam and I took Sean Baker from Red Rocket. And I took Denis Villeneuve for Dune. And ditto for Best Picture, Red Rocket and Dune. Hell yes. By the way, Will and I saw more movies than Red Rocket this year. We saw, I saw a forty-four. I just loved Red Rocket a lot. So, that is that's it is what it is. Um, we're gonna go on to uh, best original screenplay. No, I, okay. So now we're doing a lightning round. Okay, lightning so round, we're yes. going through all other categories, but we're only saying the winner, right? Yes. Or, or agreed. Worse. Agreed. Okay. So for best original screenplay, Will and I have uh, Michael Sarnowski, Pig. And I have worst person of the world. So uh, best adapted screenplay, Will and I have Joel Cohen for. Uh, Macbeth. Joel Coleman and William Shakespeare, sir. Yeah, well, he adapted Shakespeare. Fuck it. And best adapted screenplay, I give it to Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Nice. Um, Number, what's next? Best cinematography. Okay, Will and I have, we have Drew Daniels for Red Rocket, because I think that movie was beautiful. And I have Dune. Altman-esque. Dune, okay. Just sand, but whatever. (laughs) No, not just sand. (laughs) Production design, you got Nightmare Alley? Yes. We got Nightmare Alley as well, right? Fuck yes. Or Liam wants... I would, I would make the case for Tragedy Macbeth, but we'll go with Nightmare Alley because yeah. it looked awesome. Um, on to original score. This was tough, but we went with uh, Petite Mama because the final scene in that film has this swell of emotion fueled by its uh, by the OST. So I'm going with Petite Mama. And for me, this wasn't tough at all. I think Hans Zimmer's score was an absolute masterpiece. It is the score for Doom. Yeah, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Robert Aiki, Aubrey Lowe for the sequel to Candyman. Obviously, major, um, significantly uh, difficult um, task to follow up the original Candyman score, which is like absolutely brilliant. Um, but Philip Glass, I think, who also did um, Mishima, Life of Four Chapters, like one of the one of the great composers 
film composers ever. So that was a great score. Um, but yeah, let's move on to Twelve best international, best international film. film. So Will and I have T10. We've been talking about it a lot, but we loved it. And I have worst person in the world. Okay, what's next? Best editing. I have Tick Tick Boom. We have uh, Joel Cohen for Tragedy Macbeth. And Lucian Johnston. Let's 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 and say Lucian his name. Johnston. Say his name for the people in the back. I, I'm I'm not saying any of the names. I'm really sorry. That's okay. <laughs> then best visual effects. I'm giving it to Dune. I mean, I can't think. Uh, I don't. I didn't plan for this one, but off the top of my head, I guess I can give it to Dune. Fuck yeah. Really, yeah. 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 Those big sandworms. Actually, man. never mind. Uh, Matrix. Right? Don't <laughs> say fucking uh, visual effects were so bad in that film. Actually, I'll say old had some really cool effects. Old was very interesting. The way it kind of was like. It was very. It was pretty cheesy and quite bad. But yeah. It was, I'd get, I I think. And the cinematography was, it was interesting. Yeah. It had, it had like weird. five visual effects compared to the visual effects galore. Yeah, but like it just supplemented this weirdness in the whole film, and also like they they created this entire beach world. Probably, I'm gonna guess half of it was VFX. But anyways, let's continue. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I hate it old, but yeah. I love it. Now, best costume design. Do you guys have a? Or I'll say mine, and you guys yeah. brainstorm. Uh, I'm giving it to Corella. Uh, I'm not a person who usually cares about fashion. I don't give a fuck about fashion, and Corella made me appreciate fashion. Like, goddamn. Like some some of the costumes that they make in the film, because like the main characters are designers. They make costumes. And some of them are just so creative and so out there and so big and just flamboyant. And I was like, God damn. I think know, we I'm, I'm going to say this. I like fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I like fashion. <laughs> and I think it's, I think costume Dude. design is really important. <laughs> no. Costume design is really important. Like, I think that's like something that we really consider when we're making our films. Like, that's like a, a top priority for us is making We sure love the costume design in um, Licorice Pizza quite a yeah. bit. But I think also, um, uh, Del Toro's film. Um, yeah, Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley, yeah. That very strong costume design throughout. I'm not saying costume design is not important. I'm just saying that me personally, I don't give a fuck about fashion. But I, 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 I like fashion. I, I said it again. I, I like fashion. <laughs> Wait, do you like fashion? Mark? I like fashion. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Then best animated film. I think we, we all agree Flea. in this one. Yeah, Flea. Although, huge kudos to Encanto. You know, film set in Colombia, baby. Me being Colombian. I also love that one. But yeah, Flea. Best documentary. Flea. 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 Yeah. Hell yes. Best makeup and hairstyle. We have. This is a I, I have. For me. No, I have. Um, licorice pizza because inter- oh. fun, interestingly enough, they did not use a lot of makeup. Uh, Alana Heim and Cooper Hoffman. They didn't use any makeup. <laughs> so why are you giving them? Because the, the that's award. a choice. That's a choice. <laughs> and oh, so on. who gets they, the award? So, Nobody. So Alana Heim, they were doing their own makeup, and I, I don't, I don't care who gets Cooper the Hoffman award. Cooper Hoffman was doing his own makeup. <laughs> well, it, basically, they would say like, "You're a kid." What would you do before you go to school? Cooper Hoffman did nothing, probably. Alana Heim, she did a bit, but it was he like very... He didn't take a shower. No, he didn't take a shower. He just, exactly. He like, he put some he put some grease on his face and he went to school. But Alana Heim... Took some five and one and... Alana Heim, I just, want, I just want to say like, they look very real. They look like real people. Um, the way the camera captures these people is a way that... And it's We don't see this in any other big, you know, big budget films. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was very interesting and I appreciated it quite a bit. So I'm going to... Shout out to them for doing that. I would feel weird giving them best makeup and hairstyling for a film that uses very minimal makeup and hairstyling, but sure. I'm going with Dune just for what they did with Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. Like, they, they turned Stellan Skarsgård into an absolute beast. Okay. And then best original song? I'm going No Time to Die. I think the be- I think the final song in Celine Sciamma's film is actually an original song that they created for the film, and I'm going to say it's that. Okay. Because it was wonderful. Best sound? I'm going to go Memoria. 
No. Moria had like it was boring, but its sound was, <laughs> the sound was integral. The editing, the sound editing, the sound did a really good job of putting you to sleep. It was really good. Well, it just if you, the sound is so essential to the film story and to its conceit, and um, in a really interesting way. So, Memoria's is mine, my pick. And I'm going with Dune. Hans Zimmer invented, like he literally invented new instruments in order to be able to make all the the, the different sounds of the Harkonnens and the you know Atreides and the the the, the Fremen. I love I love the sound in Dune. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, this has been a fun episode. We've gone 50 minutes like we didn't want to, but here we are. <laughs> um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we will be back again in two weeks uh, with another episode. But for now, go ahead and check out our last episode and see if you can win a, pair, a couple tickets to the Rio. Um, I, don't, I think we still have some left. So if you on. answer the question, even if it's only partially, partially correct, we'll give you half a ticket. <laughs> no, we'll give you a full ticket. Just answer. And the if question. you don't know the answer to the question, just message me somehow, and I'll tell you. Okay. Don't message. Don't me. don't message Google. Message Liam. Message me. Okay. Um, everyone, thank you for watching or listening. You're not watching. You're listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>